Welcome to Southern Man, Western Town. I am your host, Jeff Lawrence. This show is all about the independent artists of all over the world. I'm going to bring them to you. I'm going to bring them here. The interviews, I'm going to bring you the music. Thank you for tuning in to Southern Man, Western Town. Jeff Lawrence, your host, Southern Man, Western Town Podcast. This is episode 36, recorded on June 16th. Today, my special guest uh, is the drummer from the band Cruel Bomb, Kyle. Calls in. He actually calls in from uh, Wisconsin, near Milwaukee, but the band is out of Pennsylvania, out of the northeastern part of Pennsylvania, I believe he said, called Cruel Bomb. They're a thrash band. Now, originally episode 36 was supposed to have another guest. He's a he's a soul singer. I'm going to let him remain nameless. But uh been giving me the run around for three days. I don't like to say anything bad about people, but originally had the interview with him scheduled three days ago, and I sat in my studio for an hour waiting for him to call or respond to my text or anything. Didn't do it. I know he had a gig. He's busy. They do a lot of gigs. They're, they're a busy band and a good band. Um, so, just postponed it to the next day. Nope, can't do it then. Postponed it to today. Nope, can't, you know, call it in, canceled at the last minute. But then, I you know I'd, I'd emailed the guys from Cruel Bomb. I think I entered. I think I emailed their guitarist first. Um. And uh, he uh, you know, a couple of days ago, so I planned on having them on anyway. I but it turned out I just hit them up today. Um, guy uh, the guitarist in Pennsylvania and hooked me up with a drummer that's in Milwaukee. And which is the same time zone as me, and they called immediately. We did the show, and it was a damn good show. This is one of my best uh, interviews I think we've done. So it uh, worked out great. I want to thank the guys from Cruel Bomb. I want to thank Kyle, the drummer. He's a kick-ass drummer, and they're a kick-ass thrash band out of Pennsylvania. And you're going to enjoy this show. Um, as far as the other guy goes, I don't know if I'll have him back on the show or not. Once he listens to this, he probably won't want to do it anyway, but... I don't like getting the run around. It's not like I'm making fortune doing this. Uh, he was a local guy too out of Salt Lake, and to be honest with you, the people, the local bands here tend, tend to draw the least amount of listeners. I'm not sure why that is, because um, they're good bands. Everybody had on is great. I mean, the guys from Balls Capone, uh, Patrick, he, he, they had a pretty good bit of listeners, but uh, Terrence Hansen had a lot of listeners, a guitarist. But a lot of the a lot of local bands just don't uh, they don't promote it they don't care they put me off they don't answer my emails they uh, tell me they're gonna be on and they won't be on and then they uh, it's just a run around act like I'm getting something out of this which I am I'm getting out of, what I'm getting out of it is I enjoy doing it and I enjoy doing the podcast I enjoy finding out the stories of how people became musicians and what they're doing now and uh, uh, getting into the different uh, types of music and all that but uh, you know they're you know the artists get a lot out of it too because uh i always play a couple of the tunes you'll hear a couple of cruel bomb tunes on here today and they're uh you know usually people go to their websites and go to spotify and check them out they discover new new music i mean this this, the show goes out to six or seven different countries russia germany uh the philippines 
um, Canada, Ireland, um, all kinds of different countries. So, uh, you know, it's a good way to get the music out there, and I appreciate all the independent artists that have been on the show, but I don't appreciate getting the runaround. I mean, if you're not going to be on the show, just tell me you're not interested. If you are going to be on, uh, schedule an appointment and do it. I mean, there's times where I've had to put it off, but I don't leave somebody sitting an hour waiting to do it. So, uh, you know, I don't like somebody wasting my time when all they got to do is shoot me a text. Hey, man, I can't do it. But leave me sitting by the phone for an hour is bull shit But, uh, yep, you guys are going to enjoy the interview today. And I started this show today with my song, High Desert Rag. I'm thinking about using that as my new um, theme song for every show at the introduction. So we'll see how it goes. Um, see how that, uh, how that works out. May do it, may not. Still, still gonna play you in and out of these little intro monologue deals, and uh, always play you out on the outro too. Um, but uh, shout out to everybody that's been tuning into my improv jazz jam on Sunday mornings, which I usually do between nine and eleven a.m. Mountain Standard Time. I just put on some uh, backing tracks and just improvise. I don't listen to them first. I don't work anything out. Just flat out improvisation. Um, appreciate a few of you that you know. A lot of you've been tipping me on there on Venmo and uh, Venmo Jeff Dash Lawrence Dash Forty Eight. You can also do on the show to support the show, and uh, also on PayPal Lawrence Jeff Nineteen Sixty Eight at Gmail dot com. You can also order physical CDs in my book, my instructional guitar book, through that same email. LawrenceJeff1968 at gmail.com. A couple of you had have ordered uh, the book and CDs last week, and I appreciate that. And uh, coming up, interview with uh, drummer Kyle McKeon. Oh, I know I'm screwing his name up. From uh, the band Cruel Bomb. <laughs>
Fry joining me on the podcast from uh, the band Cruel Bomb, drummer uh, Kyle McKeon. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I probably screwed your last name up a little bit, but uh, I probably came <laughs> <Sorry>. close. <laughs> so you guys are uh, out of Pennsylvania, correct? Yes. Yes, we are. We're out of northeastern Pennsylvania. Where or are NEPA, if you're from the area. Now we're yeah, and I do the podcast out of Utah, but I'm familiar with the area. Uh, back in the day, I used to play up in Philadelphia and stuff. What um, where are you calling from me, me from today? Uh, one of your other guys. Uh, said, actually, I actually live in the suburbs of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, okay, but you guys—that's <laughs> a little bit of a hike to have a band, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Technology's great, so uh, it's keeping us melted there, or what I want to say, yeah, all like, together. Yeah, and I guess it works out pretty good during this COVID situation. For sure. For strange times. <laughs> now, the other are the other two guys in Pennsylvania, though? Yeah, they both still live in NEPA. Okay. And then, A little bit of context, uh, if anybody watches The Office, it's uh, the area of Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. <laughs> got, a few, got a few fans out there that probably are familiar with that. Um, yep. So I've been checking out your music, man. I really dig it. I, I dig uh, the thrash sound you got, especially, I was noticing especially your stuff, the drums are kicking some ass there. Um, who's who's some of your, uh, you. who's who's some of your drumming influences? Um, well, throughout time, it kind of changes. It just fluctuates depending on what I'm listening to. I'm, um, early on playing, uh, my drum teacher was, was big into Buddy Rich, which is, the furthest thing from a metal drummer. Yeah, um, well, he had the he had the same intensity you need for for metal, though. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that guy rips. Yeah. Um, but when I first started getting into metal, way back, um, Metallica, uh, Slayer, Anthrax, those guys, Gene Hoagland played for how many how many of those bands? Yeah, I could hear some uh, Dave Lombardo maybe in there. Yeah, you can't, you can't not love Slayer. <laughs> yeah, and I got to actually meet him for a little while. You, you're probably you guys are probably way younger than me. I'm I'm old. I I, was, I used to. I don't know if you've ever heard of a band called Hallows Eve. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, what's the song called? Um, they had Lethal Tendencies. I can't think of it. And, uh, lethal Tendencies. Yes. Yeah, okay. We used to get hammered when we were like 19 years old. We used to get hammered in my friend's house, and we would blare that at like two in the morning. <laughs> And fish would be flying. Okay, so see, I see. I was their roadie when I was eighteen. I, I'm from Atlanta, That's Georgia. Awesome. Uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and their their bass player Tommy Stewart actually sponsors the show. He owns uh, Black Doomba Records, and uh, Black Doomba Records oh, cool. is my main uh, sponsor. You, you guys should uh, contact him. His name's Tommy Stewart. Um, you can find him on okay. Facebook and stuff, or, or just go to Black Doomba Records because he might be interested in in signing you guys if you guys aren't already. With a company. Uh, we are actually independent at the moment. Yeah, you guys. He he does mainly doom metal stuff now, because you know these they're they're in there they're like sixty years old. The guys in Hallow's Eve now, but um, we uh, yeah, but he would uh he would probably be interested in in talking to you guys. Yeah, um, we could uh, connect on Facebook after the podcast. He still uh he still goes up and plays. He he has a band called Tommy Stewart's Direwolf now and they go oh, and they still cool. yeah and they still do uh they go up to pennsylvania and all the all those areas and play jersey probably up there where you're at too we actually um yeah it's a great area yeah and i was actually yeah i was their uh guitar tech when they first started i don't even think they called it thrash metal yet it was just them and exodus and a handful of bands um but uh that's how i got to meet david lombardo they did a few shows with them nice but uh so um were you guys, did you guys have a heavy tour schedule before the virus screwed everything well, up? we were shooting to do some Midwest dates. We, we met a bunch of people uh, on the East Coast that lived in Indiana, and they wanted us to come and play in Indiana. So um, once I moved out to Milwaukee for a period of time, I said, you know, might as well try to get shows while I'm out here. So before COVID hit and the quarantine, the lockdown, and all that, we were we had three or four dates in the Midwest that were supposed to happen in May. So we did have some plans to do Midwest stuff, and we've been really itching to do uh, the Southeast. Okay, yeah, definitely. Uh, are you going to be able to reschedule any of that, or? 
Uh, we're going to try. I should be here for at least another year, and uh, we're hoping to at least maybe hit Chicago, Milwaukee, and then see our friends in Indiana. Yeah, those are good. Uh, those are good thrash areas. But uh, yep, yeah, they have. I mean, Chicago's got a music scene you now. Yeah, for everything. Yeah, I can't remember the band that uh, I did interview a band from there. I can't remember them now. They're they're Is it more, No, they're more of a doom metal band. They actually weren't from Chicago. They were from that southern part of Illinois. But um, okay, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. But hopefully you'll be able to reschedule that stuff. Is start is stuff opening up kind of where you're at, or is it still locked down pretty good? Wisconsin actually was one of the earlier states to open up. Um, I think Florida, uh, maybe Texas were the two that really had like the least restrictions. And then I think I just woke up one Saturday morning and I saw the Wisconsin senators shut down the, the governor's orders. So then it just opened up the next day. <laughs> That's good. You guys got, so, you guys should try to book something there then. It's, yeah, I I mean they still have the, the social distancing laws in place, so that might still be difficult as far as live music goes. You know, every restaurant has like a table in between yeah. two tables, and same thing with bar stools. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the way it is here. I'm about forty minutes north of a uh, Salt Lake, where I'm at okay. now, and uh, yeah, you can the bars are open, but it's you got to stay in your seat, and there's only 50 people can be in there. And right. It's, it's, uh, what people are doing now is they're booking the bands and just having the 50 people there, but then they're live streaming it. Um, so it's kind of how it's okay. how it's working. I know um, we have a fill-in guy, and I'm going to put in a band plug here. Shout out to the Dissensions from the east side of PA also. But... Uh, my friend Nick, who is the drummer of the band, is filling in for me when they play shows on the East Coast. And they're actually playing a live stream show, I think, either the beginning of July or the end of this month. Oh, that's awesome. You'll have to hook me up with those guys. I got, I got a, I'd like to have them on the show, too. Yeah, they're great. They're like they're more of a technical death metal version of Thrash, but you know, all four of them are crazy great, great players. Now you guys, I was just listening to your stuff on Spotify earlier in the day and yesterday too. Um, you guys have a really good uh, production and stuff. Where do you guys record at? So up in the land of Thunder Mifflin Paper Company, Scranton, PA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About twenty minutes further north of that is a place called Oliphant, PA, and there's a studio called JL Studios underneath. Or in, I should say in the basement of a music store. And it's uh, Joe Lopez and his assistant Jay. I don't remember Jay's last name. Yeah, cause that's great. It's great but, production, man. It sounds fucking pretty awesome. If if Joe isn't the best in that area, then I haven't met the best. So <laughs> he's got to be. It's spot on. Sounds sounds just as good as uh, anything else out there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of bands go to the big cities and go to the really expensive uh, recording studios. Joe, you know, Joe's affordable, he's reasonable prices, and he still does a great job. No, you, do you guys just have the two, like, it looked like there was just two EPs on there, is that what you'd call it? Or Yeah, uh, so we released the first EP in uh, 2018, and then I think we put out the second EP at the end of 2019 but so there's no confusion we gave the first EP out for free on the on the second EP oh. if you buy the physical copy gotcha gotcha now are you guys doing any uh live streaming yourself like I know it's kind of hard since you're there and they're a couple of states away um we were thinking about doing a playthrough video so that's still in the works do you guys you guys have some stuff on YouTube right uh, some of our live shows are on YouTube, yeah. Plus, we do have a, a music video out on Crow Bombs YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, um, do you, have you guys opened up for some uh, kind of big-time bands, or do you guys normally just kind of play with the local guys? Oh. We did open up for the guitar player of 
Soulfly. Oh, okay. The lead guitar. Uh, I can't. I can't remember his name. Yeah, um, I, I know what you're talking about. I met their singer out here once at like the Warp Tour or something a while back. But... Oh, sure. Um, you know, off the top of my head, I can't. I can't. I'd have to think about it. Okay. That one, I know for sure. Yeah. I wish I could remember his name. Well, you guys are going to do some festivals and stuff, probably when it, when it opens up. I mean, if we can get, it's it's all about connections. So the more people we meet, the more potential that. Uh, we meet people that like us, and we'll put us on festivals. You've got to, uh, so. yeah, you you really got to connect with Tommy Stewart from uh, Hallow's Eve because he's a uh, he does that too. He he lines up festivals and spe- he does them all over Texas, uh, Virginia, Maryland. I know he's been up your oh, way too. Yeah. Um, the biggest band out here in Utah is probably Royal Bliss. Yeah, they could they come up to Wisconsin a good bit, um, but they're not. Uh, not sure. They're not as heavy as you guys. I don't. They're like. Kind of, kind of like '90s, '90s metal. They don't have a lot of guitar solos. Kind of more pop, you know. Uh, but they're probably the biggest band out here. There is a pretty decent scene out here for uh, for thrash and doom and stuff, though. But uh, you know, it's one of them things where you'll get on the bill of four or five bands. I don't know how good the money is. <laughs> it's yeah, that's the that's the hard part about going out there and doing your originals and stuff. Yeah, it's more about just doing it. Honestly, you know. Do you guys? Uh, um, I, go ahead. That? I was gonna say, you guys have any uh, plans to just jump in a van and and tour big time one day? Or well, I guess if we can get some promising funds to do it, then then you know anything's possible. But we did we did a, a small, I guess you can call it tour last summer, uh, and we played in pittsburgh and then we played in ohio and then we traveled back so it's not much of a tour but we did hop into a van with all our equipment <laughs> yeah yeah out here where i where we where i'm at it's it's harder because you gotta it's easier back east because the towns are closer together here it's like six hours to vegas to salt lake and then like eight hours to denver and it's like a whole oh, day, day away to the next big town but i've uh, actually never been out in that way i've been to california and that's about it yeah, you guys could definitely, uh, you guys could definitely gig out here, but it, like I said, you know, depend the money. I don't know. It's probably you probably have to rely a lot on uh, t-shirts <laughs> sales. <laughs> You're right. The cash. I mean, a lot of independent. That's one good thing about labels. Left is that they give you the funds to do it. Now, whether you make anything back is a different story. Yeah. But um, being an independent band, it's basically filling your piggy bank until you're ready to get the van and go. So, well, yeah, uh, it looks like you guys got a shitload of streams and downloads going on Spotify, so it should be, should be, uh, uh it's a good start. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy with, uh, the response for sure. And this, uh, this show goes out to about 2,600 people normally. It's growing, but, uh, that's about what I can count on. And I've got about, uh, eight different countries, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll get some new fans out of this deal. I would appreciate <laughs> it. Um, Take me, uh, take me back to the to beginning. When when did you start uh, start getting into music and playing music? Uh, personally, I think I my parents bought me a drum set. I think when I was eight years old, because both my my parents were very big into music. My father was a trumpet player. Okay. Funny enough, he tried to play drums and he couldn't do it. <laughs> that's, that's what so happened. That's he, what happened to me. Trumpet player. <laughs> that's what happened to me. I turned into a guitar player because I couldn't. Could, I don't have the I can't do two and three things at the same time like drums. <laughs> yeah, you get it. You just have to practice a lot. But my mother was a singer, so uh, music is very big in my family. Did you pick so it, pick it I up got, pretty easy? You know, I'd like to say that, but it's just I just think it's something that I have to put in the time to do it. I really don't. I don't. I'm not sure if anyone can pick up the instrument and, and you know easily. Maybe some people have the gift, but yeah, I got you. Most people, if you don't put in the work, then it'll show. Yeah, and did, did you just? Uh, when did you get in your first band and all that? Um, gee, I think it was maybe 2010. I think was the first time I ever played in a group. I mean, out at a gig, I suppose. Uh, you know, just jamming with some of my friends was few and far between. 
So a lot of it was just learning rudiments and playing to my favorite bands and trying to push my skills to the next level of song, I suppose. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta stay in big time shape to to play uh, thrash metal <laughs> for, uh, for a whole yeah, set. Yeah, it's like a boxing <laughs> it's like a boxing match every gig. Yeah, that's what uh, tripped me out about meeting Dave Lombardo. We were uh, we were in Philadelphia, I believe, and at a hotel stay when I was with Hallow's Eve, roadieing for him. We I got up the next day and he was in tennis shorts out playing tennis with Kerry King. I was like, this isn't this isn't metal at all. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I was talking. <laughs> but I was talking to him and he was like, you know, if I don't do this, I can't get through the show. He said, this is the only exercise. Yeah, no, you do have to you have to stay in shape. Um, I, I, play, I did play football in high school, and that that sort of hindered actually my progress. Um, but you know, I just try to keep in shape at the gym. I lift pretty often. Uh, uh, doing cardio strengthens the ankles, so yeah, yeah, gives some ankle strength for the double base. So kind of goes hand in hand sometimes. Now, how did you get? Explain to me how you uh, got into this band and how you, I mean, were you in Pennsylvania before or how did that all come about? Yeah, yeah. So I, I born and raised in PA for how old am I? I just moved out to Milwaukee like three months ago. So 27 years in PA. Um, Kenny, the bass player, and I were in a band in 2010 and we've been, I mean, we've been friends before that and friends since. Um, I met Brandon, the singer, uh, majority songwriter of Curlbond in 2011. And I know he tried, he tried to play guitar early on. And then I don't know if it's, he just lost track of it or whatever, but he started, he decided that he was going to write some songs. Uh, and he came to me and, 2018 and said like hey would you mind uh tracking some drums to these and see how they come out so he gave me a five song demo i uh, listened to it and i thought it was really great especially for a guy who hasn't been playing guitar for a while right and uh i said we should you know we should, if you're going to be serious about this we should track it in a major studio at that point i already tracked two albums in a studio so i had some some experience to help guide the way and that's uh so uh and that's brandon james you're talking about yes and the bass player is yes. kenny kenny bartow yes okay well you guys so, uh we ended up having a gig in philadelphia that was our first gig i had a gig with another band um things fell through so i said like i said brandon do you want to you want to play this gig but we didn't have a bass player at the time so i knew kenny played guitar in the past so I just assumed he could, you know, hold his weight on a bass. So uh, we played that gig, and we had a blast doing it, and been doing it ever since. Now, are you guys going to be able to, think you're going to be able to stick it out and make it work with a... With a I think I, <laughs> I think our, our best feature is that we're all different, but we all cooperate and get along. I'm talking about mainly just because of the logistics of it all, <laughs> now that you're... Oh yeah, well, I plan on moving to the Philadelphia area in about a year or so. So okay, yeah, they can might be that long before we get the COVID thing back out of the system. Anyway, yeah, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Now, are they, so they're probably they're pretty close to Philadelphia, though. Uh, they're about two hours north. Okay, I but see. once you make that once you make that trek like a hundred times, it's it's like nothing. Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, as far as uh, some of the people who listen to this show are musicians, they always want to know what kind of gear you're playing. So what what, do you, what kind of drums do you normally? Uh, so I have two different kits that I use. Sometimes I track with one and just use the other one as a live kit. Uh, I tracked with a, an old 90s Tama, that very deep bassy sound. Um, Sabian cymbals, for sure. Nothing else. <laughs> has yeah. to be Sabian for me. I got you. Um, Tama pedals, speed covers, you know, everyone talks about pedals, especially if you're a drummer. Yeah. It's always like, this pedal's better than this, blah, 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 you know, and that was 
it was never broken for me, so I just kept with it. Yeah, that's the thing. I've seen a lot of drivers break them back in the day. I I play jazz now, so I don't see that now. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, Vic Perth sticks, and um, I actually just bought a Roland E-Kid, but I've been having issues with them, so I don't want to give them like a a product placement here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to plug them yet. But uh, those are I'm, those I'm are still undecided. Are those electric? The Roland ones? Yes. Yeah. So the Roland E-Kits are really nice because you can record directly from their module, which is the computer, yeah. basically, of the E-Kit. So that's actually kind of a saving grace for Crowbomb as a band because now Brandon and I are trading audio tracks. And at the same time, we're learning how to use DAWs and audio softwares to, like, layer the different tracks. So. Yeah, I've had two different drummers use those, and I never really liked it as much myself because I can't hear it that good on through the monitors. But uh, the, I know the sound guys at the bars always loved it because they could turn the drums down. <laughs> oh, oh, no way! No electric kit live unless you're playing pop music and need those different samples. Yeah, yeah. I've had two rock and roll. I've had two guys. I've had two guys break good, but I couldn't stand it just because I mainly because I couldn't hear it. You know, I have to, you have to rely on it coming through the monitors, and it's just a yeah. The e kits, the e kits are really nice. It's a, it's a nice practicing tool, and like I said, if you're you know if you're in a cover band and you need different kind of samples, then then they're perfect. Now, uh, the uh, you probably play a standard double bass, right? Yeah, two kicks. Yeah, because what do you if, think if about those, what do you think about those pedals that kind of you know, they do it, do the double thing on the one bass drum. Uh, double bass pedals? Yeah, but they're, you know, like, like if you only have one bass drum, but they got the two. Sure. Um, so I, a lot of the pedals now they're coming as you could actually change the double bass, like the trick pedal. Yeah. You could take, you could change them and make them into two singles, which is a great, great idea. Um, but I always thought that the two singles felt more balanced. And at the same time, I never liked the feel of a slave pedal. Yeah. Which is the pedal without the beater. Yeah. Um, sometimes it swings a little too much. Or it swings outwards. And it, when, when you have something, I mean, you could, you could use it on a carpet and it could stay the best it can. But I just like the, the balance of the two single pedals. Yeah, I played with a guy that had one once, and it, I didn't really like it. It seemed like it uh, seemed like it was actually a little too quick. Like it was a little, I don't know. It was just kind of was off, kind of off a little. It seemed like I don't know. Uh, whenever I play with a cover band, I I do use a double pedal, so I kind of get it. I kind of get best of both worlds. I like them. The speed covers, I have them cranked up so they can play faster speeds, whereas. The uh, iron cover double pedal I have for cover bands, I get a nice uh, latency in the pedal so that it gets a nice big, like, John Bonham smack out of the bass drum. Right. I got you. Um, well, man, I've, I've kept you a long time now. Where, where can everybody find all the Cruel Bomb stuff? Like, where, do you have a, what, your own website? or? You can find us. Uh, you can find our music, our merchandise on bandcamp.com slash Cruel Bomb. We also have a YouTube channel. We are on Facebook. Please follow us on Instagram. Brandon, if you want to get on Instagram and see the Instagram famous, just wear a Crowbomb t-shirt and Brandon <laughs> will put your face right on our Instagram. You guys have got to send me one. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, uh, now, um, on on your merch, did, or is it just t-shirts? Do you have hats and, or what else? Shirts, hats. Uh, I know Brandon likes to do... Um, make a bunch of patches and just send them out to whoever wants one. Um, definitely stickers. I think we just got uh, car window stickers. Okay. So, um, a decent amount of stuff. But we're working on, working on some other things. And you're on Spotify, iTunes, all those normal oh, things? Yeah, every, uh, every major music streaming platform, Spotify, iTunes, um, Whatever else is out there, I buy, honestly I buy CDs. I like having a physical copy. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people that are are just still that way too. Um, yeah. And I, uh, well, man, I appreciate you uh, calling in at the last minute. And I uh, this this show will probably go out sometime next week, and I'll I'll shoot you a link over on a 
phone number you called me on when I when I get it all ready. And, yeah, uh, sure. And um, yeah, I encourage everybody to check out Cruel Bomb. I've been jamming you guys for two days, and it's I dig it because it's you know I'm I, I like the I like the thrash metal probably, and then the the metal genre I th that's probably my favorite. And the uh, first thing I noticed was the kick-ass drums. So I'm kind of glad, kind of glad you're the, you're the one that called in. <laughs> Brandon asked me, and I was just finishing up at work, and I thought we were actually going to do it together. So yeah, he's he, like called this guy immediately. Yeah, and he called. Me. I was talking to him, and he uh, yeah. By the time he called, it would have been too late because I had to get up early as hell in the morning. But anyway, he uh, he's like this this our drummer's on your time zone. I'm like, what? You guys live in different. <laughs> different time zones oh yeah we are in the same time zone <laughs> yeah so yeah so that worked out well man you stay safe and uh good luck to you guys and uh yeah everybody check out cruel bomb and i appreciate you calling in hey jeff thanks i appreciate it all right have a good night you too thanks all right bro and now a word from our sponsor welcome to the world of black Dubai records Featuring the doom sounds of day glow morning, rave lover, cult of sorrow, Tommy Stewart's direwolf, wither without you, bloody gyres, negative wall, and the artists of Dubonomicon, Doomstrip, Stone Man, Dead Register, and more. Black Doobop Records on Facebook, Twitter, Bandcamp, and Big Cartel, and BlackDoobaRecords.co. Black Doobop Records. Expect the dark. This is the end. My cruel bomb.
enjoyed my uh, interview with Kyle from Cruel Bomb. Make sure you t- check out Cruel Bomb on uh, Spotify, iTunes. Go to their band camp, order some merch, order a t-shirt. How can you not want a damn t-shirt that says Cruel Bomb on it? You gotta want one of those. They got hats, patches. They said he'd send you a damn patch for free. And you can't beat that shit. So, uh, check out Cruel Bomb on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. But yeah, I've been listening to their music on Spotify. Definitely do it if you're into thrash metal. Or any kind of metal. Just do it. Kick ass driving music. Out of Pennsylvania. Might be the first people to call out of Pennsylvania. I don't know. Maybe I had one more. But this is episode 36 of Southern Man for Western Town. Don't have any political information for you today. Um, pro wrestling news. Just a quick note on that. I know in one of my my interview with the Super Destroyer pro wrestler, I'd said something about uh, Mr. Wrestling Two dying, but I was I was trying to say Mr. Wrestler Number One. As I got them mixed up because my they both used to know my father, and I. But uh, and then what was weird is about a week later, Mr. Wrestling Two did die. And I did a tribute to him on my uh, show with with uh, Nick Paglieri. So, just wanted to do a quick note on that. Politics, I don't know. Starting to look at the Libertarian candidate a little bit. I don't, I don't know if I want to throw my vote away. And in Utah, here where I'm at, you pretty much throw your vote away anyway. If you're, unless you're a Republican, because, I mean, it's like, it's the most conservative state in the Union. It's like 90%. And I, I think that has a lot to do with the LDS church and their stance on abortion and the fact that Democrats are pro-life for the most part. I don't like when they say that we're pro-abortion. We're not pro-abortion. Obama didn't have an abortion. Uh, Bill Clinton didn't have an abortion. Not that we know of. He could have. I don't think he had one with Hillary, though. Um, but uh, it's just that we're pro-choice and to let the woman decide. I personally kind of am on the fence with that issue. That's not one of the... I'm basically a... You know, I'm a Democrat and a liberal, but I, was t- I posted on Facebook the other day, if, it, if you talk about the left wing and the right wing, if it's an airplane, the left wing's Democrat, right wing's Republican, conservative, liberal, whatever. I'm, I'm on the left wing, but I'm barely on the left wing. I'm like right outside the window of the plane, like closest to the plane. <laughs> Which I used to put me in line with Joe Biden a lot because I feel like Joe Biden's that way too. And he, but he's a, I don't know. I'm not that excited about Joe Biden, which I probably vote for him because I just don't like a lot of what Donald Trump's doing. I don't think everything Donald Trump's doing is bad, but a lot of it's just, it is really bad. A lot of it's really bad. A lot of the, I'd say some of the fiscal issues aren't all bad. And you know, he did support the music industry on the streams and there's a lot of things he does that kind of goes under the radar but trying to trying to kill LGBTQ rights for uh, health care and all that is just bullshit um, so I'm not I can't support him and I generally will never support a Republican or a conservative candidate nor unless they're going to do something about health care. But health care is like the number one issue I vote on. Um, because I didn't have health care for so many years. And uh, it sucked. I uh, All my debt was health care related for many years. I finally got health care. Now I have what they call Obamacare, which is the Affordable Care Act and be honest with you, it's shitty insurance. It sucks, but it's a hell of a lot better than having no insurance. Um, so that's how I feel about that. I want to shout out. I was able to. I was able to help my old friend T.C. Smith. He's go. He goes by Tommy Smith now. He's a kick-ass guitarist. Um, but he ran into some trouble. I was able to. Not trouble. He just. Had some uh, hard times, you want to say. And uh, I was able to connect him with my buddy Danny Ellis, also a guitarist down in uh, 
Florida. Tommy was up in Georgia, um, needing needing some uh, looking for some new work. So uh, my friend Danny owns a construction company down in Clearwater, Florida. Got uh, him in contact with Tommy in Georgia, who needed some. Who was a construction uh, really good at all the construction aspects of it. He's a he can do anything. They're, they're friends anyway. They knew each other from high school, but connected them, reconnected them, got him. Now, now Tommy's down in Florida working for Danny. I was glad to be able to glad to be able to contribute a little bit to that. Um, and uh, there's a lot of people out there that are having hard times with this COVID stuff, losing their jobs. And I know I talked to somebody the other day that lost 65 gigs in two days. That's nuts. Um, Felt bad for her. Uh, and somebody stole her bike. She's a singer for a, for a band and uh, having some hard times. A lot of people are. Um, but slowly we're going to climb out of this stuff. Just everybody stay safe. Um, yep, that's about all I got to say for this, this week. So I'm going to... As usual, you can uh, find all my music on iTunes, Spotify, under J.S. Lawrence or Jeff Lawrence. Um, you can find me on YouTube, um, Jeff Lawrence Lessons. You can find me on Instagram, J.Law Music Man. Connect with me on Facebook, Jeff S. Lawrence, but be better on Facebook to go to the, to the podcast page, which is Southern Man Western Town Podcast on Facebook. Also, go to Southern Man Western Town Podcast on Spotify and listen to all my episodes. This is 36 of them now. And uh, you can also do that on iTunes or Apple. Apple? What am I trying to say? Yeah. All, all kinds of places you can find the podcast. You can also go to anchor.fm, and that's where I record the podcast for. And uh, that would uh, help me if you could support the podcast. You can give as little as a dollar a month. So go. I need to support all I can get, keep bringing you content. I'm bringing you a lot of content. Two and three shows a week during this COVID thing. Probably drop down to one a week at some point. Um, but. What else am I leaving out? Oh, on Twitter, Jeff S. Lawrence One. I think that's about all the plugs I can give you. Keep checking out my uh, Facebook lives on Sunday morning. Thanks again to Kyle from Cruel Bomb. And uh, make sure you check out Cruel Bomb on Spotify and all those places. And I'll talk to you guys on episode 37. And uh, in the background is Modern Day Mozart, my. Uh, Ode to a uh, neoclassical metal.